Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 124 of the Caesar Show. It's your boy, Sir Caesar, and I'm here with my co-host, Terrence Whaley. Terrence Whaley, how you doing, man? What up, what up? Doing good, man. How you been, man? I think, I think episode 123 came out like mid-December, I want to say. Yeah, man. You know, went home um, to see the parents. Uh, went to Houston. You know, enjoyed that. Got to see the, got to see the homies. Um, yeah, just, you know, it's, it's always good to like take that break, you know, off of being at work and just, you know, enjoy your people and be home. You know what I mean? So I liked it. Yeah, honestly. I mean, I, it was a little different for me as well, too. Um, I thought I was gonna go to Vegas to see my mom during Christmas, but I ended up staying here. So this is the second year in a row I was actually in LA. Purpose, his girl went to their dinner. It was pretty interesting. Um, and then I was with them again for New Year's as well, too. So I just kind of been chilling, getting my mind right for this new year. So it's a blessing to be alive. It's a blessing to be healthy. It's a blessing to have strong support system in my life. And I'm just ready to go full throttle for the entirety of the year as well, too, man. Um, so just to rehash with you guys from episode 123, Terrence and I discussed a couple of different topics. Nike parting ways with Kyrie. Sorry, my guy. Um, 80s dominance, Pelicans emergence, the greatness of Boston, Warriors struggles, decline of CP3, and Brittany Griner becoming a free woman once again shout out to you know all that happened as well too so it's crazy just going over these topics it's just crazy how like so many things just change within the landscape of the nba so um, i'm excited to get into these topics but before i get into today's hottest topics we have a new guest that's going to be on the show for today he's a junior executive at radar pictures one of the homies one of the first homies i met over here as well too so, ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for one of my boys, Carl Conyers. Hey, what's, up, <laughs> <laughs> what's good? How you doing, man? How you doing? I'm good. You good? Yeah. All right. Here. Glad to be here, man. It's, it's, it's been a t- quite some time as well. Like, I've been trying to get you on for a while, but I guess everything kind of happens for a reason, man. How How's your new year been, man? Uh, So far, it's been busy, but also very fruitful i think i tried to start a lot of stuff kind of earlier um towards it well towards the end of last year so that i could carry it over into the new year versus just like starting at the new year so um it's nice to kind of have that carry over and have stuff kind of already going for myself Mm -hmm. yeah that's crazy i I forgot how did we meet did we meet through i think the first time i met you went to the rose bowl right Um, it may have been the rose bowl i think it was still like playoff time like the year that Giannis and no one i want to say that might have did, was that the first time we all hung out? I think Might be. Wow. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I can't remember back Tan, that far. Because Tans drove you, me, and Kel to the Rose, but that was the first time I went to the Rose, well, actually. Yeah, okay. that's the first time I met you as well, too. Mm. I remember it being hot as hell that day. <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. <laughs> it was hot as hell. It was hot as hell. So, Carl Kanye's, ladies and gentlemen, he is a junior executive at Radar Pictures, man. So, heavily involved in the music industry, has a strong great taste for music i have a couple of his playlists that he sent over to me that are very very fire by the way but tell us about you know ju- being a junior executive of radar pictures what you kind of do and what kind of brought you to that um so it's actually i, I kind of have two roles there's radar pictures which is a film production company and then we also have a subsidiary which is boosted records and that's the record label um so the the record label is really like a startup so i'm kind of all parts of the day-to-day to that um, very heavily involved with our artist Luck, who's really dope. Y'all should check her out, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's crazy because I've always had a passion for music my entire life, and always just been very interested in film. So to kind of be in a position where 
I get to do this daily, kind of like this combination of both and beyond the the biggest thing is really being on the back end of everything, you know, especially like with film production, getting to see everything that leads up to the film being made and how many different things go into it. And then especially on the music side as well, like, you know, seeing dealing with our distributors and just all the back end stuff that comes with it, you know, usually when I'm just seeing the album and stuff. Um, so, no, it's been great uh, and been a blessing because I really moved out to L.A. for that type of opportunity. So I'm just happy that I was able to uh, get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I saw some of the different events that you guys kind of put on. And obviously, like, I was part of a music video as well, too. To, so so to kind of be in both of those spaces uh, were pretty interesting as well, too. So shout out to Luck, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Great, great artist as well, too. So hopefully, you know, everything goes great for her this, this year as well, too. So since we're on the topic of music, man, you know, what artists are you kind of listening to right now? And I guess since it is the new year, nothing's really come out yet. What were your top artists or actually top albums from last year? Um, artists that I'm listening to, bro, like everybody, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, a, a very wide and eclectic taste, I feel like. Um, so I guess I can just like some of my, my favorite albums from last year or like a top five. Even if I'm going to say top five, I feel like there's a lot of recency bias in this and there's a lot of music that came out. So just, you know, it's a grain of salt. But definitely House is Burning, Isaiah Rashad. That one for sure. I wouldn't have to do any more research. That's going to be in my top five regardless. Um, then also this girl, Ogi, dropped her. It was an EP, but it was it was like seven or some songs. Uh, Monologues was her debut EP. Uh, Steve Lacey's Gemini Writes. Smino, uh, Love for Rent. And then... Love Kent, that one. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, and then Kent Jams had an album called Fan Club that came out that I really rock with. So th- last year kind of saw me, I feel like, honestly, by being in a better place in my life, my music, the not my music taste, but the type of music that I listen to more frequently kind of changed, and it's a lot more up-tempo stuff and, Interesting. and uh, livelier. So that's kind of been where I'm at a little bit, but... You were saying you do um, you do playlists too. Yeah, yeah. Where can where can we go get those? Uh, if you follow me on any of my social medias, which everything luckily is just Carl Conyers. Yeah, <laughs> that's a blessing. That's a blessing when your social is all linked like that. It's a blessing. Man, that's one of the benefits of like being around since the beginning of all this shit. It's mm-hmm. like, um, so you know, everything is just Carl Conyers. I, I'm pretty sure I, yeah, no, I have my uh, Apple Music page linked on everything, mm-hmm. so you can find it there. Um, and yeah, I just you'll be able to see all the hundreds of playlists that I have. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I need you to listen to, I guess, mine as well too. I, I love actually curing playlists as well too. So oh, really? they're very conceptual based. I probably have, I have a good amount. I can't remember how many I have, but it's normally like anywhere between like eight to twelve tracks. Uh, like I said, narrative based, and it just kind of is a depiction of my state of mind of how I feel in that time. But a lot of them are kind of centered around love or floating around the idea of love as well too so mm. definitely check those out for sure you definitely vibe with it so there's some up-tempo ones some some very very sad esque ones as well too <laughs> but it's all over the place so it's it's mostly r&b but i kind of get into a little bit of rap a little bit of electronic so it's pretty dope gotcha definitely sending my way for yeah sure. for sure for sure all right y'all ready to get into today's hottest topics yes, yes sir. sir all right let's get it so obviously kd just got injured but we'll try not to focus on the injury right now because that's one of the topics right so let's focus on the red hot nets. Right now the, the Brooklyn Nets are twenty seven and thirteen. They're eighteen two in their last twenty games. Top five defense, top field goal percentage in the entire NBA, the top five in point differential. 
um, and they're number one in blacks as well too. So it's kind of crazy just to see how, you know, they were the talk of, you know, the NBA um, when Katie wanted to get out and obviously with Kyrie Irving's situation, Steve Nash having some coaching problems or whatnot, um, Ben Simmons, all these things kind of just came about. Um, they started off really, really bad. And to if you were to tell me they would be like a game, a game and a half behind Boston right now, I'd be like, yo, you're, you're smoking some crack right now. So <laughs> I really don't understand like how that's happening right now. But what do you guys, and I'm going to start with Carl, what do you, you kind of attribute to the Nets being so dominant, um, you know, I guess the past 20 games of the, of the regular season? Um, I think for me it's kind of like two main things. The first one being firing Steve Nash. Um, I, I don't think that he was the worst. I think that they're just it. They're just sometimes situations that just don't work. And I think it was just clear that that situation wasn't going to work. Mm-hmm. The players didn't respect him. And that really, honestly, is it. At, at that point, like we're not going to listen to anything you have to say. Um, and it's just easy to have so much more dysfunction on the, with the team. Um, and then also, I think one of the bigger things is honestly like right now I feel like KD and Kyrie are playing like how Bron and AD played when they won the ship. Like they're really just all right. We have two guys who are going crazy, especially KD. Uh, he's giving he's giving you like twenty seven on like fifty five percent or something like that. Like it's really nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can have him doing that, and you have Kyrie doing what he does, and then you actually just have decent role players all around them. They have shooters around them. Ben Simmons is back to at least playing really really good defense. Yuta Watanabe is shooting like the league leader in three point percentage. You still got Seth Curry. You got Joe Harris. Um, Claxton is averaging like two blocks. You, yeah, they added TJ Warren, who's now getting buckets again. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think it's just they're they're a deep team. They're a good team. It was hard to earlier in the season you had to, you're dealing with the, the coach stuff and the Kyrie stuff. So I feel like it's hard to really have any type of chemistry. Um, and then also Ben Simmons. I'm just I feel like people weren't trying to give him any time. Like he did just miss a whole year. He did back have injury. back issues. Exactly. Yeah. Like it was gonna take him a minute. And he just it, he's playing in a whole different system. So I think things are just kind of starting to come together. And it really sucks that KD got injured out. What about you, T? I mean, it's always hard for me to to give Neste praise because I'm a <laughs> hater. <laughs> I'm gonna give you that right now. I'm a hater. Um, but but I, I'll say you know to kind of piggyback off what Carl says, it's like. It starts with the head of the snake, you know what I mean? Kevin Durant is really showing, like, you know, is playing blissful basketball. I think that they're playing with no, like, stress, no bullshit. Like, they just kind of in there just hooping, which is what he likes to do in the first place. Um, and then, you know, Kyrie being a great, you know, probably the best second option in the league right now, Definitely. you know, just, just hooping. Um, and now, you know, I think – I think it probably wasn't necessarily a cancer in the locker room because I don't want to say that because I wasn't in I'm, I'm, I wasn't there to see it but like I think that Steve Nash respect thing goes a long way to like playing the type of basketball that you need to play to win and string all those wins together in the NBA you know so I think getting him out of there gave them a fresh you know breath of fresh air and now they just you know the defense is what's imp- like is is what's shown me like that they're serious and they're trying to win games mm-hmm. um Claxton like he he looks he looks really really good you know I, I didn't know if he was really going to make it in the NBA when he first came but I thought you know if he could just kind of solidify like what his role is and be a star in his role a lot like what Ben Simmons is doing I think they could be okay and I'll say this you know Ben you might not want to look to shoot or whatever, fine, whatever, but he is also being a star in his role. So I'll, I'll give him I'll give him those props. Mm, yeah, I mean, I have to agree with both of you guys. Um, starts with the head of the snake as well, too. 
to hire Steve Nash, obviously, like he's. It depends how you view him, but he's one of the one of the best point guards that kind of do it as well too. But to have no prior coaching experience to kind of just get thrown into the fire, I don't think that was right, especially going to a ready-made team with superstar talent and veterans. That was just doing him a disservice as well too. So it's night and day just seeing the difference in coaching, them actually running plays, them actually having sets for KD and Kyrie as well too. So I really enjoy that. And like you said, Ben Simmons, back injury, didn't play for a year. Took him a while to get adjusted to it. And what's good about it is I don't really view Kyrie as – I mean, he's a combo guard, but he's more so of a shooting guard to me. Mm-hmm. You know, when I think of combo point-esque guards, I think of, you know, the Currys of the world, you know, Dame of the world, James Harden of the world, Lucas of the world, and whatnot as well too. So to have Ben Simmons come in there and actually play point guard um, and just allow Katie and Kyrie to just get their buckets, I think that's great. And then, like you said, with the addition of T.J. Warren – which a lot of people don't really talk about. Um, and then one off for like two years. Two years, yeah, dog. That Achilles is crazy. He's looking like Bubble TJ a little bit right <laughs> now. Um, but to see him come back, you have Royce O'Neal there, Joe Harris, and you, like I said, you said, Seth Curry shooting lights out. Like, that's a very, very potent team. And like what Terrence said, their defense. You start off the game with three seven footers. Like, yeah. you're going to get a lot of contested shots, a lot of easy buckets in transition, which they're having right now, and they're very efficient. Mix that with the two most efficient scores right now in the NBA. I mean, it can only go up from there as well, too. So, um, I think, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be tough to see what happens within the next month or so. Uh, but right now, it's looking like they're probably going to finish at least the top two, three seed in the in the Eastern Conference. And I still like Cleveland better, though. <laughs> really? We'll, we'll yeah. save that for another day. Um, so kind of staying on the Brooklyn Nets, um, KD just suffered uh, another injury yet again as well, too. Sorry about that. So Brooklyn Nets star for KD is expected to be sidelined for approximately, approximately a month. The Nets announced this yesterday, um, and KD was diagnosed with an isolated MCL sprain of his right knee and will, will be reevaluated um, within the next two weeks. So to give you guys context, Durant missed six weeks um, back when he was in Golden State. I guess I think it was that same exact year he actually ended up uh, messing up his calf and then tearing his Achilles. But he sprained his left MCL beginning in January, which is kind of crazy. Um, and, you know, this one seems like it's less less severe, so he should be back in no time as well, too. So, uh, like I said, it's going to be a month. It just sucks how he kind of – when he first heard in Golden State, it was a freak accident. Someone kind of, like, lunged into his knee, and then Jimmy Butler's doing that nut shit again, lunging into <laughs> his knee as well, too. So, how do you think Brooklyn's going to fare um, with KD, you know, you know, being out for the foreseeable future? Uh, I think it's going to be – Interesting. It'll be interesting to see if all these other guys can step up. Um, I think, I think regardless of the severity, I don't think he's going to be out as long as he was in Golden State because mm-hmm. that was the ultimate luxury situation. Like when any when anybody got injured, they was like, "Bro, take as much time as you need. We, <laughs> we still gonna win." Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so you know, I, I, I uh, it'll be this will be Kyrie's opportunity, I think, to actually try and step up and prove a lot of people wrong in that like he can actually be a leader mm-hmm. we'll I see agree. If he, he does that i don't know we already know what that means <laughs> i think it's gonna be 500 team <clears throat> i think they'll be 500 while he's out yeah um i think that too i mean looking at it right now he got inj- injured the eighth so maybe he's projected to come back the seventh they kind of got a tough schedule um and a lot of these teams a lot of these games are going to be on national television so they got boston on thursday 
OKC, granted, you know, they don't have the necessarily the best record, but they compete, you know, from start to finish. And you got Phoenix, you got Utah, you got Golden State, you got Philly, you got New York, you got LA. Eighty should be back by then, probably lost his bet. You got Boston, <laughs> Washington, LA, Phoenix again, and then Chicago, who they just lost to. So that's gonna be a tough stretch as well, too. He's definitely gonna be missed, but I agree with you. All eyes on Kyrie. He gets a lot of shade for, you know, not always being there as well, too. But I haven't really seen him take over and be that legit leader in the locker room, but more important, that number one option as well, too. Obviously, he had LeBron in Cleveland when he returned, and then he had a little stint in Boston, but he broke his knee. Um, So, you know, after that, you know, Boston and and them young boys, they went to the Eastern Conference Finals. He comes back, tries to be the number one, really doesn't work out. And then he goes back to the Nets, and they're not really playing winning basketball. They're still waiting for Katie to kind of rehab and whatnot as well, too. And then he basically said, I'm not going to the bubble. <laughs> so I've never really seen him thrive as a number one option. But, I mean, that, those were past times, and I feel like he's an even greater basketball player than he is now. So it's going to be interesting to see how um, he transitioned into that number one option. But everyone's going to just have to step up. So I'm looking for Ben Simmons to step the hell up. The same little five games when Ky- when Kyrie was out, when he was averaging like 15, 18 points, I need to see that. I need That's to see crazy, you to be yeah. aggressive. Is he going to be aggressive? I don't necessarily know. There's going to be a lot of nights where Kyrie's that number one option, and he's getting double, triple teamed as well too. So he's going to be looking for everyone to make plays. So I'm excited to see what he's going to do. I don't think he's going to be as efficient. But just looking at these games, I think it's about 12 games that KD's going to miss. He said, you said they're going to be under 500 or at 500? Like, let's say they yeah. play 12 games. How many games out of those 12 games do you think they're going to win? I'd okay, say yeah. maybe like five of them. I, I mean, Kyrie's like a what? He's been in the league 12 years? Yeah. 11 years? Yeah. He's 30-something now. He's shown what, you know, what he can do <laughs> on the basketball court. He, he'll put the ball in the hole, but he's not going to lose. <laughs> <no game. laughs> yeah, i say five and seven, or if if they're lucky, six and six. But yeah. you can't just replace 30, 35 points like that. Seven-footer. Yeah. That's, that's the unfortunate thing about, like, when I was saying earlier, I feel like they were built like that 80 Bron team. If either of them got injured, it was a wrap. Mm-hmm. And we kind of saw that, and we've seen that every year since then. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah. So, <clears throat> Kyrie will average like 18 shot attempts. He probably won't get, get that up to like 25. Yeah, but sure. I think TJ Warren is going to try to take on that role and be that that score that we, we kind of saw him be in the bubble and whatnot as well, too. So, we'll see. But – I'm very curious to see what Ben Simmons does. That's going to be interesting. So I think their defense is going to take a step back. Uh, but I think their offense will be slightly above average. But everything kind of hinges on the, those two that I named kind of stepping up as well, too. So we're, we're going to see what happens from there. Um, so the All-Star votes came back um, not too long ago as well, too. So to give you guys context, um, Folks came back, and obviously LeBron James and, K- and KD headlined their respective conferences and whatnot as well, too. So from the Western Conference, LeBron led the way with 3.1 million votes. Joker was number two at 2.2. Anthony Davis, three at 2 million. Zion at 1.9. Wiggins at 1.1. And then for the guards, obviously the babyface assassin, Steph Curry with 2.7. Luka, 2.3. Ja, a little under Millie. Shy a little under a million, and Clay at 500k. In the Eastern Conference front court, KD 3.1 million, Giannis 2.9 million, Joel B 2.2, Tatum 2.1, Jimmy 400, um, a little over 400,000. And the guards, Kyrie led the way with 2 million votes. 
Donovan Mitchell 1.6, James Harden 1.1, Jalen Brown 1.0, and Trey Young a little under 800,000 votes as well too. I mean, kind of looking at um, the potential stars right now, like I'm not surprised right now. I mean, you got LeBron who's the face of the franchise and is expected for him to, you know, be number one as well too. Well, Joker, not surprised, back-to-back MVP. They're number one in the Western Conference right now. They're playing great basketball. And with he's AD, playing nuts. Yeah, and AD, he's was playing like a dog until he got hurt as well too. And then Steph, I mean, the Bay Area market it's, itself um, will get you those votes. I mean, look at Klay Thompson right there and, you know, look at Andrew Wiggins like, how do they get? And I can see Clay, I can see Clay Thompson's rise in votes, but how does a guy like Draymond Green, a guy like Andrew Wiggins, be top eight in the front court as well too? It's and a I was, fan voting, man. It's a fan voting, and that's why I'm happy they kind of took away 100% autonomy with the fans and had the media and players split that up as well too. Mm-hmm. Um, but what are your thoughts on, you know, the the initial first fan returns for the Eastern and Western Conference? I guess I'll go to you this time, Terrence. How mm-hmm. you feel? Yeah. Um, I I think that's it's it's pretty normal when I see these numbers of people at the top. I I I guess I'm surprised um, that Giannis didn't have more votes than. Well, this is I guess is irrelevant, but like I guess I'm surprised to see Kevin at the top um, again year after year or the past two years. I expected Giannis to like kind of as far as popularity kind of be kind of like be up on top international standpoint because exactly exactly yeah. yeah yeah but i mean as far as the the names they're they're all well deserved i'm glad to see kyle kuzma on there too because he's been he's been hooping for for washington um but nick claxton whoa that's crazy right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah nah but i mean you know there's always some surprise votings um andrew wiggins for the second year in a row um not really sure what his numbers are from this year yeah, like 17, 18, I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, but yeah, I, I expect the starters to be, you know, LeBron, Jokic, Steph, and then, you know, from the West, and then the same thing from the East. Like, those players are well-deserved. Mm-hmm. I don't see anybody on the list that I think got snubbed, especially, um, what's his name, from Phoenix? D-Book? Yeah, is he on here? I don't see him. I think he was. I think he was because he's eighth in the guards. Yeah, God damn, oh, okay, okay. all the way down there. Yeah, yeah that's kind of interesting. Um, but other than that, I guess he's been out though from injury. Uh, what about you? Uh, I like these lists. Um, overall, I think my big thing is like I have two guys from each uh, conference, Shy and Tyrese Halliburton, that I think need to make these All Star teams. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, and fucking um, what's his name? Lamar or Lamelo Ball. Like, there's certain players that when I watch an All Star game, mm-hmm. I want to see them like in the starting lineup, really? and I I would have liked to see Lamelo too. But go ahead, my Lamelo bad. Lamelo hasn't played though. That's the only thing. Yeah, yeah, he true. Missed, he missed a lot of this. But season. as far as like his flashiness, yeah, that's why that's what I want to see. Player, I want to yeah. see that type of player in the in the, in the All Star game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think Tyrese Halliburton, like the. Uh, Pacers are supposed to be in a rebuild, and they're Thanks. they're good enough. Like I think they're mm-hmm. like a little bit over five hundred or right around there. Um, definitely in place right now to make the play in or make the playoffs. And he's averaging like eighteen and ten. I'm pretty sure he's leading the league in assists, averaging like a Chris Paul number of turn- turnovers, mm-hmm. shooting really well. And then Shy is just going nuts. Shy is literally the. I can't even. Mm-hmm. I'm like honestly, I'm in, I'm actually in a fantasy league with C's over here, mm-hmm. and I'm but I'm in two leagues, and in both of them, like I was like I'm not about to draft shy. Like 
he they don't really they're not gonna play him because they're gonna try and tank. He might I average thought, like twenty yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. I boy am sick about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just hope that he's not penalized for like his team not being amazing when he's clearly the only reason that they're even where they're at right now. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I mean, I feel like if we're and the whole MVP is a completely different discussion for like all star voting. I feel like all stars should only be individual individual um, accolades. Like it shouldn't be predicated on your team as well too. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I like everything that I kind of see as well too. I mean, but the elephant in the room is obviously Jason Tatum came out, got interviewed a couple of days ago, and he was kind of a little butt hurt that he's not top three for the front court. Um, if he does make it and and he's a starter, well, first and foremost, Katie's injured second year in a row, so he might just make it again by default. But let's say Katie is back in time for the All Star game. I guess if you're trying to choose between him and Joel Embiid, because that's what it's kind of looking at right now. I guess that's the most shocking. I thought Tatum, with the year he had last year, with how great Boston's playing now and how he's basically upped his game, I thought he would have more votes. But it's kind of in reverse of how he said with Giannis. Um, from the international standpoint. So I think that's why Embiid kind of got that. Um, but if you had to choose who gets that final spot for the front court between Embiid and Tatum, who are you going with? I'm going with Embiid, for sure. Ooh. Tatum is good. Don't, I mean, Tatum is really, really good. But, like, I think there's a difference in just being a big man and dominating. Like, I know we have Jokic and we have AD, but, like, it's not – you don't see centers averaging 30. And, like, he's now doing it for the second year in a row. The mm-hmm. same way, like, the Shy is his team, he is his team, especially because James Harden was just out, like, a month and a half. Tyrese Maxey was just out, like, a month and a half. He was dropping, like, 50-point games back-to-back. Mm-hmm. Um, his, I just think, like, yeah, Joel Embiid, also just in terms of, like, all-star stuff, I feel like he is someone that people want to see as a starter, too. Like, Tatum has a good game, but mm-hmm. I think Joel Embiid is just a little more fun, too. Mm-hmm. You? I agree. I, agree. I always look at the All Star game from like just who I want to see from a like spectacular like spectacle. Put on a show. Like, put on a show. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. You and don't see seven footers crossing people up like that. <laughs> and like Tatum, Tatum's game is cute and all, but it's just like <laughs> <Not> cute. <laughs> I'd rather see it in a five on five situation rather than an All Star game. Mm. Interesting all. as well too. I mean, they also changed the format a little bit, so we're gonna get to see a lot of glossiness. And then that that last what the last quarter. Yeah, when they have to play for any charity they want to donate their money to, that's when they actually play serious. So yeah, he's gonna definitely be in the closing. So uh, we're gonna see what's good with that as well too. Um, moving on from that, man, LeBron James turned thirty-eight a couple like what a week and a half, two weeks ago as well too, and it's crazy at thirty-eight, <laughs> he's averaging thirty-eight, um, nine rebounds, eight assists, fifty-eight percent from the field as well too. What do you guys attribute to him being? 38 years old and still dominating and be the face of the league. Like, I, I don't understand. I'm kind of at loss of words, but what do you guys think? Am I going first? Oh, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I'm the LeBron fan in the in the, in the the building. Okay, well, I, I mean, I attribute to, like, he's just trying to, he's chasing ghosts at this point. Like, just, you know, Kareem, Michael Jordan, like, just trying to push the limits of the human body. I think he's, to me, in my opinion, he's the greatest athlete in sports mm-hmm. um so when i when i watch him play like i just think i mean set aside all the front office things about like not getting the you know the trade that he wants or like the players on the court that he wants like i just think he's he's motivated to get the lakers to the playoffs with what they got yeah. and then also you know i don't think the scoring title like i 
I listen to what he says like when he talks about the scoring title. I don't think it matters to him. I think it'll just be another one of the things that'll be on his list of things he did, which will be a, at the top of the list, I think, to me. Because um, individually, like that's the best thing you can do, I think, on the basketball court is score the ball. Um, but I think as 38, like he just he wants to be known as this guy that just never, never declines. And I think that he thinks about that every time he steps on the basketball court to, you know, train his body in the right way to continue to go even no matter, you know, when he's ready to stop playing, mm-hmm. you know. What about you? Um, I'm going to say it's crazy, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'll be honest. Even, like, last year when he averaged 30, like, I was like, oh, wow, that's really, really nuts. Um, and it wasn't even – I know people saying, like, he was stat padding, but, like, they to even have as many wins as they did, like, you needed to do that. Um, so, yeah, I think it's just, it's just really nuts that we're in an age where Tom Brady is, like, 50 and still playing – LeBron is about to be 40 and still averaging like 30. Um, I think the human body, like we're we're in a place where like if you do the right things and you take right care thing. of your body, of course you have to have some natural gifts as well. Yeah. But I think like we're just seeing how far we can really push it. Mm. And nah, it's really crazy. I agree with you as well too. How long do you think he can, you know, kind of keep doing this? And obviously – him getting into like an injury like a Kobe could be a thing as well too. Not gonna wait. Hopefully that doesn't happen. But do you see a scenario where injuries take him out, or he is actually able to ride off into the sunset on his own terms, play with his son? Like how do you how do you see that ending? I just want to say something real quick about the Kobe thing. Uh-huh. People don't talk about that enough. Mm-hmm. Co- like I'm not trying to take anything away from Brian, but Kobe would have been doing all this same stuff at the same age if he hadn't ruptured his Achilles. Cause oh. like. Yeah. He was carrying him to the playoffs, averaging 29, 30 a game that year. Uh, but he was averaging like 38 minutes a game because mm-hmm. his team sucked. Yeah. And then after he ruptured his Achilles, it was all bad. Yeah, if he didn't rupture his Achilles, if he didn't have that shoulder problem, if he didn't crack his knee, he'd probably be number one right now in all-time scoring, to be real with you. And that's, to me, the thing of, like, I can say Bron could do this for if, – if all goes right – I think he'd be still be playing in like five years, mm-hmm. but then it's also just like that. Like you know, you you just never know. Yeah. Um, and I don't wish any ill will on him or anything like that. But we have just kind of, and luckily they've all been like small injuries. But we just seen injuries start to pile up a little bit more for him mm-hmm. than we're used to. Ever since that growing one on Christmas <clears throat> Day, I still remember that joint like mm-hmm. it was yesterday. They was <laughs> yeah. cooking the Warriors too, boy. <laughs> yeah. like, okay, Lazo and Ingram. <laughs> Damn, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts? You think he's gonna play for as long as he wants to? Yeah, I think I think it'll be the um, until Bronny gets into the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see that as well too. Yeah, I mean, I just hope he stays healthy, um, and we'll kind of see what happens with that as well too. But I kind of like I'm all about everybody getting their bag as well too. But like like you said, we never expected someone to be 38 years old and be this dominant. And if you're this dominant, you're going to make the max dollars. But because you're making these max dollars and have another max player on your team as well, too, there's really not that much flexibility to be good. Sometimes I wish he can do what Dirk did and do what Tim Duncan did where, or even like the Tom Brady mob where he just takes slightly less. Even what James Harden did. Nope. He didn't get the $45 million, <laughs> Not LeBron. But, but he still got like $38 million and was able to add in the P.J. Tucker and, and, and some X, some X amount but of Dirk players as well, too. Better than, well, not Dirk. LeBron is playing better than both of them at that <laughs> point. That is true as well, too. Like, they, they they both deserve more money because of, like, who they were and what they did for their teams. But I think, like, Bron is still averaging 30. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they weren't close to that at that point. Yeah, that's very, very true. They were on the decline as well. But I'm just saying, like, 
you kind of reap what you sow. You know, saying you're playing GM, and I mean, it's 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 a blessing that you're you know averaging that much, but you can't be coming around this time every year and asking for a trade. Just like you kind of have a, a, a control of that as well too. Um, now speaking on that, um, I just pulled up this one tracker um, for LeBron James. It's chasing history. So all of us know that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is an all-time NBA points leader, 38,387 points, and LeBron James just needs 422 points to go. When LeBron James surpasses Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for all-time scoring leader in the NBA, what what happens next? What do you guys think? I'm going to go with you. Uh, I mean... Go? It depends. I mean, for a lot of people, I'm sure. Uh, I think he's really just going to be in that wilt status of, like, just records that are just really crazy. You know, like, you're just going to feel like, oh, like, that's not even really attainable or reachable. Like, he's just going to be, he already is, but I think, like, it's really going to make him even more mythic of, like, a basketball player, you know? Mm -hmm. What about you? I'm going to go last. Oh, okay. (laughs) 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 Um, Man, that's tough. I mean. I didn't. I mean, I grew up watching Jordan a little bit, but I mean, I was what born ninety four. He was done ninety eight, and then came back for the Wizards as well too. So I can only go off of obviously watching old tapes, um, and then you know, watching documentaries and whatnot as well too. But I literally grew up with this guy, LeBron James, since I was in the third grade, um, and to see him dominate for this long and and surpass odds and what he's supposed to do is kind of crazy as well too. So when he passes that, that's going to be a huge accomplishment for me. But kind of like what Dirk said, there's really you really run out of arguments on, you know, why he can't be considered the goat as well too. So um, we're in a different time, and the old heads are slowly dying off. So I can see that transition <laughs> where they say that he's the goat, um, and, and it's gonna be crazy as well too. Because I was asking Terrence the other night when we were watching the championship uh, college football game, I was like, "Is all time with regular season and postseason?" Because if that's the case, I think you're right, all-time NBA points. That's crazy. He already has the all-time, including postseason and regular season. So is this just regular season? Just regular season. That's yeah. ridiculous. Oh, okay. So if yeah, it's just if it's just regular season, I mean, for someone to break that, they would not only have to average 27-30, but they'd have to come in if they change the rules at 18 years old and dominate like this for 20 years and be available. And nowadays, players don't even play 70 games anymore. So this is just a crazy achievement once he kind of gets that as well, too. What are your thoughts, Tinks? Yeah, I uh, I already think he the GOAT. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like, I already think he the GOAT. Um, I think what it'll do, though, is it'll just show people that always said that, you know, Michael and Kobe were, like, better scorers, like – I just I just think that it'll just make it, you know, hard to say with like I sometimes I'll be looking at people when they say that and I'll be like, is it cause they looked like it was easier when they was shooting it and it was scoring? Like, cause Kobe and Mike, they did the little fadeaway jumpers and it was all cute and stuff. But like, is that cooler than what LeBron be doing? Is that the reason why people say he but they're be- they're better scorers than him? I mean, yeah, they're more. I mean, obviously, like, a lot of his scoring prowess is kind of predicated on his athleticism, but with Kobe and MJ, they were just more efficient. They just had different ways of how they scored the basketball. They were more efficient field goal-wise? MJ was well, about, LeBron's Kobe gonna, definitely wasn't. Kobe LeBron, definitely wasn't as efficient. Yeah, LeBron, <laughs> LeBron's going to be more efficient because a lot of his points are attacking at the basket. So you mean, time. like, the ways to score, like, 
like Katie, I consider Katie from my own two eyes watching. He's he's not only efficient, but the way in which he scores one is effortless, but he can literally score at all three levels at an efficient clip. Um, and his footwork is close to none as far as top tier as well, too. So I can see why people would kind of put Kobe and MJ there just because they're Arsenal and how they score as well. So when LeBron scores, it just doesn't look as natural? I mean, it it's not as pretty. Because I'll be saying? trying to get down to it why people don't say he's not, like, well, nice when he scores. Also, he's trying to trick us as well, too, when he said, what guy you know average 27, 30, you'd be like, I'm not even going to score. Yeah, you are. I mean, you, you think pass first, but you're still putting up 30 a night. Right, right, right. I'm just, I'll be just trying to get down to the crevice of, like, why people don't think he's, like, better than at scoring the ball than Kobe, Michael, and Kevin Durant. When he be scoring at better clips than they do. I don't know, man. The way I look at that's it. That's all I'm saying, though. That's all, the, that's all the scoring record does for me. It's just, like, when people bring those conversations, I'll be like – but he on the board. He number one. So I that's mean, all it does. Kareem for me. number one right now. Was this shit cute? I, no. That, and I think Kareem is nice. Mm-hmm. That I I dis I think that his state his, that that argument should have already been made because to me, him getting the scoring title doesn't really change that. For me, it doesn't. Yeah, it's, it's just for people that I'm arguing with. <laughs> that's real. You know? mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, obviously, that just kind of signifies his longevity and his health at this at the same time, but. If I have, if it's the fourth quarter and there's five, six minutes left and it's the end all be all, I'd rather have Kobe and MJ have the motherfucking basketball. And you know whose fault that is that you think that way? It's Nike. Because Nike ran all them commercials <laughs> on Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant hitting all them damn jumpers and, and all that shit. And they didn't run it when LeBron got them. Because LeBron got, you know, LeBron got a compilation video of fucking he, jumpers. He definitely has some. Yeah, LeBron, sure. LeBron got a little bit as well, too. But I'm going with someone who. It just but I think I'm more skilled at it. I would say it's interesting because I, the stakes have never been as high for Dame as they are for LeBron. But I would say like Dame is a more clutch player. Like I've seen, I remember for me the last important shot that Bron hit was that buzzer beater against, against Chicago. Indiana? Against Chicago. You, you don't remember the year when Kyrie left? Kyrie was on Boston. And LeBron basically played, I think, all 82 games. Still didn't win the MVP. First round, they went up against Victor Oladipo when he was still high. And second round, they went up against Toronto, swept them. And then the last round was against uh, the Boston Celtics. He hit a game winner in round one, and he hit a game winner in round two when he swept them off that layup. I still remember that joint. Okay, let me ask you this then. What, what, what bigger shot does Kevin Durant have when LeBron hit that shot in the finals against the Spurs over, Ke- over Kawhi Leonard? With 27 seconds left to go. What bigger shot KD got? Yeah. I guess the two when he was on Golden State. Um, and he raised up over LeBron yeah, when they were already up three games to one or something like that? I mean, that was a defining game because if Kyle Corbett doesn't miss KD that. I that clutch either. That's my, I, I wouldn't say KD is more clutch. <laughs> you got to give it's LeBron just, more it's praise, It's crazy bro. because you only really have clutch moments, you know, every – like you're not, you're, like not going to be as – I don't know how to really it, like it's in my mind, but I can't really verbalize this verbalize this for you guys as well too. But like I don't know, it, it really just depends on how things kind of go. I will say this about the scoring thing: I think in the clutch is kind of when that comes back about the ways that you're able to score mm-hmm. because it it in the end all in end all be all it's like I don't think that Bron is as proficient in every way at scoring, 
But the one way that he for sure knows how to score, nobody's better than him at that. Mm-hmm. But I do think when it comes to certain clutch situations, that's where it, it comes out because I don't trust that. And of course, I know he's still he's definitely hit shots, yeah. but like it's it just feels different. Like I don't I don't trust his jumper to fall in okay. those situations. That's fine. That's fair. I like that. Man, any any closing remarks with that? But he I gets just, to the rim in those situations. Mm-hmm. I I mean, I, all I know is that I've seen that nigga hit jumpers, <laughs> game winners. Yeah. I've seen it, so that's all. Interesting. All right. I didn't see him miss a lot too, though. That's true. Hey, all of them have all of them. All of them. All of them. Yeah, have. I still rather go with the other two that we mentioned. You take the last shot. I go with Dame, bro. He be he be gaming people. Yeah, Dame is cold. Um. All right. Well, staying on the Lakers uh, right now. Lakers state of mind. They're nineteen and twenty one. They're on a five-game winning streak. They're currently 11th in the West, seven and a half games behind first place. Top five in points per game. They have seven players averaging double-digit in points. Thomas Bryant has been playing well in his 13 games when 80 has been going, averaging 17 points, 10 rebounds, 68% from the field, 55% from three. And as a big man, shooting 71% from the line as well, too. Um, what are your thoughts on the Lakers right now, especially with 80 on his way back, man? Oh me! Oh, hey! Shout out my boy Thomas <laughs> Bryant. Shout out! Shout out my favorite white boy Austin Reeves. Yo, he cold. Um, honestly, man, like, listen, it's hard out here right now for the Lakers. But listen, honestly, it's they're starting to play a brand of basketball that they're finding their identity, and it's really good. I, I always feel good about teams that find their identity before the All Star break. Um, so like, I think you know they can. They can, they can very easily, you know, get the right players back, get their get their starting five back together, and jump into you know the fifth seed, you know, where, you know, the, I think the 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 closing gap in in games behind, they're like two or three games behind as far as like where the fifth seed is and yeah. like where the eleventh seed is. Yeah. So I just think that they just need to get healthy, um, go to All Star Weekend, you know cheer for LeBron because that's the only nigga they got on the court out there <laughs> representing the Lakers um, and just you know return healthy um, do what Darvin Ham says on defense and you know Russ needs to stop taking you know bad three point shots in transition and turning it over and I think that they'll you know I think that they'll be a, like a six seed damn yeah. when it's all said and done so they, yeah. they're gonna avoid playing that's, that's if AD plays at least 55 games 60 no, 55, <laughs> 55 to 58 games. He's got to play that, and I think, yeah, that'll be good. <laughs> what about you, Carl? Um, I will say about the health thing, I think that's something that nobody really talks about because they don't have a great roster. So when you already don't have a great roster and then, Top like, heavy. a lot of your people were mi- – but even before AD, like, at the beginning of the system, of the season, Schroeder was out, Thomas Bryant was out. Like, they had, they had a, a – none was out. They had a lot of players who were out who are now actually starting to – yeah, who are starting to contribute and starting to play well. Um, And the Thomas Bryant thing, he's honestly similar to, like, T.J. Warren because people don't – people don't remember he was in – his last year in Washington, he averaged – it was only, like, 11 points, but he was doing it on 60% from the field and 40% from three, and then he tore his Achilles. Mm. Um, And then, like, since then, it's just been, you know, a bunch of different things. But it's dope for me just seeing him kind of continue on the trajectory that – it looked like he was going to be on. And then it definitely helps to play with two amazing passers in um, Brian and, and Westbrook. So mm. um, I think that the Lakers definitely can – I think they could potentially get to that sixth seed, 
But even if they were to say like the seven seed, I think they're not worried about the playing as mm-hmm. long as they they're healthy. Yeah, especially <laughs> when you have uh, Bron and AD yeah. if they're healthy as well too. Um, so obviously Darvin Ham had AD playing at the five uh, to start off the season as well too, and with the emergence of Thomas Bryant, that definitely you go back to the drawing boards and kind of figure out what you want to do as far as starting and then the ending. Uh, Thomas Bryant games. better not play. Thomas I was going to ask still you guys. A lot skinnier than AD. AD better go back to the center. Bro. I was going to ask you guys. Do you think AD should play the four and time? I, I want both of them to be on the floor at the same time, especially defensively as well, too. But do you see a scenario, or do you think they should have AD go back to the four and Thomas Bryant at the five, and then AD just end the game at the five? Like, how would you start? How with AD coming back? How do you how do you envision this starting five? I'd I'd like AD to start at the, or to to remain at the five because uh-huh. I want Austin Reeves on the floor with Lonnie Walker. Um, so, which uh, then puts LeBron at the four, and then whoever they want to put at the three. It's always like a revolving door to whoever's playing what better. Mm-hmm. But I don't want, um, like Russ. I don't know, but I, I'd, I'd rather Austin Reeves and Lonnie Walker be on the floor together because they're better uh, spot up shooters and mm-hmm. attackers. Yeah. Um, and then LeBron and AD. Um, I think AD at the five just is just our most optimal lineup. Yeah. The two bigs is cool, but like I just I think when other teams have their have their finishing lineup, unless we're playing the Nuggets with Jokic, like I really like the matchups that AD gets at the five. Okay. I didn't that up. Uh, you think the same too? Yeah, that's I, uh, AD better not play the four when he comes back. <laughs> um, that they because at the end of the day, Thomas Bryant's been playing great, but like they don't have anybody bigger than AD. And so it just wouldn't make sense to, like, for instance, say you're playing Jokic. Yeah. For him to be matched up on Aaron Gordon and then Thomas Bryant have to guard Jokic. Like, that mm-hmm. just doesn't make sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. he got fried the other night, or last night yeah. guarding him. So yeah. I mean, who can guard Jokic anyways? AD? Yeah. I mean, you, he's still going to get the better best. Yeah, he makes it harder for him. Yeah, he makes exactly. it more difficult for him. Yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you. That's also something people don't be giving him enough credit because Jokic is great in the regular season and in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dog. <clears throat> That's another topic we're going to talk about as well, too, a little bit. Um, so with the the Lakers' current you know roster construction, obviously trade deadlines, I believe towards like a week or a week before the All Star break, around All Star break, um, and like you said, they have some pieces that were you know rehabbing, getting back into the rotation. Dennis Schroeder, who's been playing out of his mind, Thomas Bryant, who's been playing out of his mind, Russ, who's accepted his six man role, and LeBron just found the fountain of youth on some Hercules shit, <laughs> um, but. Do you make any trades, or do you stand do you stand down with the team that you have now? If you do make trades, what trades do you kind of have? I'm gonna go with you first. Um, I I think it's it's tough because I don't know who you're trying to trade. Um, I think at this point, like they could possibly get some rotation pieces. Uh, but to be real, if AD comes back and plays the way that he was playing. Um, and LeBron continues to play the heat the way he's playing. Westbrook still makes mistakes, but he's been he's been good off the I think he's been a lot better off the bench than people expected. Mm-hmm. Definitely playing better this year than last year. Yeah. Um, and you have a lot of other players just in their roles, good defense, three point shooting. Um, I really don't think they I'll say this. I don't think a trade is gonna make their ceiling a lot larger. You know, mm-hmm. I think that that they're kind of where they are just in terms of who they could really realistically get right now. Mm-hmm. So, honestly, I would probably stand pat, but... Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, with my general manager hat on, like, you can't trade them them picks. you Because you, you just don't know what LeBron going to do. Like, you... 
you gotta stay with the picks. You can't you can't trade those. And those are the only things that's really going to make your ceiling like marginally better. Cause the the Pistons not giving up Bondanovich without without a pick and mm. They not giving up Miles Turner, even though he just turned down the or they they stopped they stalled the um the free agency or the yeah, the the extension talks today. And I'm just like, honestly, you got players in house. The one thing I hate as a Laker fan is like <laughs> they they wanna trade players that they they got good in house already. Like I don't like, you know, seeing Alex Crusoe gone, Kyle Kuzma gone. Like I, I wanna Ingram see I want to see in-house players, like, stay there. Austin Reeves, Thomas Bryant, like, keep them, develop them. Like, you never know, like, what they can do until you just – till you ride with them. So I, I want them to stay with that, with the roster they got, and, you know, let next year be next year with free agency. And I think, you know, with this, this team, it's good enough. You're only two, three games behind actual playoff contention. So mm-hmm. just stay pat, play defense, get AD back healthy, and then see what's up. Yeah, I mean, I, I literally was about to, you know, steal what you kind of just said as well, too. I mean, the fact that they're only, uh, what, seven and a half, eight and a half games behind for the number one seed, and it's been kind of up and down, especially with Devin Booker out, Cat out, Portland's kind of in balance. The Clippers. We're going to get on that as well, too. I mean, the fact that you're only a couple <laughs> games away and the Lakers have had major injuries and they're working two rotation pieces in, I probably wouldn't trade at, at I would probably I, I, I wouldn't make any trades as well too especially like you said if you're putting the GM hat on you don't want to give up those future you know draft picks yeah and the GMs they want to rob the Lakers they want to be like oh you want to be good all right cool <laughs> give us your future mm-hmm. yeah. so yeah but it's also because they're they've come off as desperate so everybody mm-hmm. knows that they can rob them too yep mm. <clears throat> no that's facts that's facts so yeah I stay I stand down um obviously I flirted with the idea of potentially trading Russ for DeMar Rose and Vucevic since they have expiring contracts, which would be kind of lit. You think they would do that? I don't know. The Bulls been kind of foolish since the D Rose era, so I don't really know. Um, that's my dream. That's my dream trade, but it, it makes a sense to kind of with the West being so up in the air this year, it just makes sense to keep them. And then Russ, forty-seven million going off the books, you can bring in you know some solid players to mesh with what Darvin wants to do with those two superstars. So I think if they do anything, it'll be with Pat Bev and Kendrick Nunn. Pat Bev can go. That was I was about to say that Pat Bev can go. I'm yeah. not even a Lakers fan, and he's just she's not it, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. we're gonna see though. Yeah, Pat Bev can go, and what was the guy you said? Kendrick, oh, Kendrick Nunn. Yeah, they can they can definitely rock for sure. Um, what's going on with the Clippers, man? I mean, they six in the West. That's your team. Twenty one to twenty one to twenty one. Six game losing streak. I was making jokes yesterday. Peg leg Leonard, Kawhi Leonard, Man. has only played 18 out of 34 games, and PG's played 30 out of 42 games. Um, what do you guys attribute to, you know, their, their season right now? And, you know, if you're looking over the horizons, uh, you know, what do you do? Do you keep them intact? Do you blow them up? What are your thoughts? Real quick, is that like 34 games that he's been available for? So there's there's been 34 games. Um, oh, I think I kind of got that wrong a little bit as well, too. I think he's only played 18 out of the 42? Out of the 42. Gotcha. Yeah. Nasty work. <laughs> <laughs> Nasty work. Just PTO. Mr. PTO. That should be the new PTO. They be talking about street clothes, Anthony Davis, Kawhi be in street clothes. Boy. Man. Um, but yeah. Blow it up. <laughs> but what are, your, what are your thoughts on everything? Blow it up. Blow it up? Yep. It just kind of sucks because, like, 
you have to gain some form of chemistry as well too with with Paul George and Kawhi, and, and it sucks because like the fact that they're kind of in and out the lineup, um, it just sucks because like you have you're supposed to have a defined role, and it seems like they don't really know what their role is when they're when two of them are on the floor, so the chemistry is kind of a little janky and whatnot as well too. Um, it's the whole squad too, because like you, they actually have a deep team. They have like they, they on spent, paper they have the. Yeah. On paper, they have the best team to me. They spent last they year spent like getting a bunch of nice role players and a bunch of nice pieces. But when you have guys in and out of the starting lineup, which means all your role players are in and out of the starting lineup, and like this night I get 15 shots, but the next night I'm gonna get like five. Uh, it's just a lot. I think it's hard for everybody to try and get any type of rhythm. And yeah, Kawhi does not play basketball anymore. <laughs> he only plays when it matters the most. And the thing is, when he gets to the playoffs, he gonna go stupid. But it, as a fan, this shit just kind of sucks to see. Like he's never gonna play back to backs anymore. And if he's not 100 percent mentally, he ain't gonna play. I told him I was like I wouldn't I wouldn't let Paul George or Kawhi Leonard step in the new arena in Inglewood. I would. Yeah. But if you don't, him. if you don't, then that's gonna be a flop. What you mean? Their their ticket. They ain't gonna sell no tickets if they don't. If they're starting from scratch into that new stadium, they ain't selling yeah. no tickets in Inglewood. Yeah. So what? <laughs> you cool with that when it just opens? Yeah, yeah. They gonna get around to it, bro. What? You can get first round draft picks for Kawhi Leonard. I'm sure probably. Uh, but how often Could are those really? draft picks? I don't. I mean, gonna pan out. I'd be interested to see if what would happen if they tried to trade Kawhi right now because I don't think the market is gonna be super hot for a guy who doesn't play games. He's just like Kyrie. Of course, it's completely different reasonings, but like you, I think you get these situations where you have a star player. They're clearly good, but there's just so many other things surrounding them that it's like, is it really worth me giving up assets for? Mm-hmm. I mean, right now, if if the trade were to happen, I would probably just trade him for James Harden. I that think would be I, terrible in the playoffs. For the, in for the, the playoffs, I think Kawhi and, and Maxi and, and why are you confident that he's going to play in the playoffs? I mean, he's always played in the playoffs unless he gets hurt. Not last. Oh, oh unless he gets hurt. Which was he, he not rehabbing? All the time. Was he not rehabbing from an injury last year? <laughs> yeah, like other I know, players? I, exactly. He was rehabbing from he, another injury. If it's not a serious injury, he's going to play in the playoffs. But how often does he have serious injuries? I, their report. They've been saying his knee was he has arthritic knees, before yeah. he tore his ACL. Mm-hmm. But he so still like, played in the playoffs every time. Two years ago. I'm just saying, bro. I I mean, we'll see. At the end of the day, we'll see. Mm-hmm. But I think it's it's hard to expect. Even those years when he played great in the playoffs, he mm-hmm. was still playing some in the regular season. He was playing more than this in the regular season, and he was playing better than this in the regular season. Mm-hmm. So, like, for you to expect him to go from averaging 17 to back to the 30 that he was averaging, I just don't see that. I'm, even just, last I'm year, just talking about I think he's just going to be available. I'm not talking about him going crazy, crazy, but I think he's going to be available for the playoffs. Last year, too, or not last year, I guess that's the, the year he tore his ACL, he slowed down. You nope. can see it. No, he did not. Go yeah. back to the playoffs. When they were down 0-2 against Dallas and then they played against Utah, he was playing the best in the entire NBA in the playoffs. So you tripping with that I'm, one. I'm that's my dogs. favorite player. You can go ahead and look at all those stats right there. I'm telling you, bro. He was playing the, he played the best out of everyone who was in the playoffs. Go back to that. If he didn't tear his ACL – they would have beat Utah, and then they would have definitely dusted the washed ass Phoenix Suns. And then I think if if the Suns fraud ass could take the fucking Bucks six games with Kawhi and PG in that squad with Ty Lue, they going seven and beating them. Come on, man! Don't disrespect my boy. 
I just had to go off with that. But pull up the playoff stats. That boy was going stupid. What? I was like, damn, you're looking like Jordan out there. Let me stop. Um, but anyways, I, I think I think we just see how, you know, everything kind of pans out this year. If they don't at least get to the conference finals or just build off of what they were what they were two years ago, then I agree with Terrence. I think you you kind of take a look and be like, well, availability is an issue. Health is an issue. You know, we've basically sold the farm to get these guys here, and it's not working out. So maybe we kind of, you know, think about blowing it up as well, too. But I, I don't think from a business standpoint it's smart to go into a completely new arena and not have two quote-unquote superstars available as well, too. Like, just imagine if the Golden State Warriors broke up and they went into that new arena right there. That would be nuts. But the thing is, are you really going to have two superstars? Thank you. I, they're quote unquote superstars. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, no, I'm not. Mean, I'm, like, not doubting, I'm not doubting that. Yes, exactly. Are they oh, available in two years? Oh no, man. That, that that's that's for another day. I'm I'm not quite sure. So, um, we'll kind of see. You know what happens with that as well too. Um, Steph Curry is uh, debuting today. He's actually playing right now. Obviously, the Warriors are seventh in the West. They're currently twenty and twenty six and four in their last ten games. Clay's been playing great. Elephant in the room, you know, they're a great home team, but not a, a good away team at 3-16 and 16 record. Um, with Steph Curry coming back, them being in the seventh seed, do you see um, the, basically the Warriors kind of taking off from where they were last year, being one of the top-tier teams? Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on that? I, I do. I mean, until they, they prove me wrong, or, yeah, until they prove me wrong. I, I think Steph, um, so long as he's in the playoffs – um, with Draymond Green and Clay Thompson, that they'll find the magic. Find the magic as well, too. What about you? Yeah, I think, um, honestly, it's a little similar to the Lakers because I feel like Anthony Davis didn't start to turn up until LeBron went out. And I think sometimes that can be a blessing. So, like, that's what's happened with Clay. I feel like Clay has been able to really find his offensive rhythm, yeah. get a bunch of shots up, do whatever while Steph has been out. And now Steph gets to come back, and he already kind of has some flow going. Mm-hmm. Poole was not efficient, but he I was going to ask you too. about Jordan Poole. Like, if Jordan Poole, when, <laughs> since Jordan Poole's not going to be a star anymore, do you think, like, what do you think happens? Well, obviously, he's taking less shots, but do you see him still playing somewhat worth what he's getting paid? Yeah, I think he's clearly, at least right now, still a third option. And I think Steph's absence prove that because they kind of forced him into the first option really yeah and he was really just taking shots <laughs> um, so i think he's actually in the perfect role coming off the bench where they have him um and he's he's like 22 or 23 or something like that so like the contract just kind of makes sense i think you you kind of had to pay that in order to keep someone who potentially can get to that point mm-hmm. but definitely not right now yeah. um and i think it'll just like he's saying i think that things are kind of going in a good way and if Honestly, if they just start winning some road games, they'll be fine because they're yeah. amazing at home. Yeah. But they've been terrible on the road. Yeah. I mean, what do you think that that's attributed to with them being a bad road team? Uh, I, I don't even know. I think the chemistry could be a big part of it, and it kind of gets exacerbated when you're on the road. I think that – I think the main reason that their record is what it is right now is the Draymond punch, if I'm be honest with you. Um, <laughs> you think so? I, I think that, I mean, in a similar way, we're talking about the Nets. Like, the, the chemistry was going on in the locker room definitely affects a lot of things on the court. And I think then now you get away from your home base and when you have all that support. And it's just like you're – I think some of those things have, have reared their head. Um, 
so I, I don't know. That's that's just kind of my theory, but it is really wild to see how great they've been at home and how bad they've been on the road. It's crazy to see how much because they were like a, what, a top five defensive team last year. It's kind of crazy to see like with uh, Gary Payton Jr. going away and Otto Porter Jr. going away as well too. Like how they've mm-hmm. dipped so much, especially when they have basically the same core intact. So. Role um, players have always mattered. Outside of the KD years, role mm-hmm. players have always mattered for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, remember when Sean Livingston was getting buckets? Mm-hmm. Iggy was, when uh, he was back then, like, playing really good defense, holding mm-hmm. LeBron to 30-something points a game. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's crazy. I mean, where do you guys see them ending up um, in the seedings when it's all said and done if they stay relatively healthy between now and the end of the season? i say a top five seed. Top five? Yeah, I was going to say top four for me. Do you think them having – like kind of like LeBron. Like LeBron, every year, it don't matter if he's number one seed or sixth seed. As long as you have him on your team, you are going to win road games and get to the promised land. Do you think that's the same case with the Warriors as well too in the sense of if they start off as a sixth seed, do you think they can I – mean, obviously it's going to be tougher to get to where they need to be, the, the NBA Finals again, but do you think it, it's going to be a little harder than it is, I guess? Like I feel like – I mean, I feel like they have enough championship DNA. It doesn't matter where they kind of end up at as long as they're healthy. But I'm a little worried, like, with them having such a bad road record, how is this going to translate into the playoffs? Uh, I will say I don't remember. I guess they finished fourth one year. I just I, I, I just kind of feel like bronze teams usually finish very close to the top, though. Mm. Like it is, well, it, I guess the last one was when they were the – I think the fifth seed that year that uh, Philadelphia was going crazy when when Ben Simmons and I think it was Ben Simmons rookie year, either Ben Simmons rookie year or whatever year they got to the conference finals with um the year with after no they Kyrie the no with no Kyrie yeah that's what I'm saying that year they finished yeah, as the fourth, fourth or fifth seed. seed okay yeah yeah so that's what I'm saying I I six seed we don't that's tough even like with a LeBron you don't see him one you don't see his team finish that poorly yeah. and making the playoffs mm-hmm. um but I. I don't know if it's uh, – we'll have to see how everything stacks up because the West – I think that's one of the reasons why the West record isn't, like, as crazy as it normally is is because there's just, like, a lot of parity and a lot of talent. So yeah. Luka and his team could go off at any point. Jokic finally has a full, healthy roster, which is really crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's just a lot of threats in the West right now, so I wouldn't just say – I mean, I think, yeah, of course you have Steph Curry, you have a good chance. Mm-hmm. But I, I just think it's it would they're going to be have a very large hill to climb if they finish as a lower seed. And it's also different when you're just focusing and locked in on one team over the span of two weeks to prepare for as well too. So um, we'll see what happens. But I mean, it's still wide open. Like I, I think the safe answer is to go with the Warriors repeating or at least getting back to the finals. But like the West is so like you said up and down, so much parity. I don't know who's going to come out as well too. Um, which leads me into my next topic. The Nuggets have been really, really good, um, and they're the number one seed right now. Uh, what are your thoughts on you know Joker and that team, and you know what do you think their ceiling is? Uh, their ceiling, I think, is where they're at right now. Like uh, <laughs> being in one seed and potentially making it to the finals. I mean, you think they're that good to get to the finals when they're being defensively challenged? I think that they're they can they can be defensively challenged and still like. You can't – I actually just pulled it up because, like, I knew he played well in the playoffs, but, like, looking at his stats, it's actually absurd. No D. Like, you can't stop Jokic. So, like, they're going to score a lot of points, and I think you're going to have to keep up with them. 
Um, and that's going to be very, very tough. And like like he's saying, there's not a lot of people who can match up with Jokic. Like the Lakers might be good for it with AD and on the other side, the, the uh, Sixers. But I'm not thinking of anyone else unless you can think of someone who really is going to match up with him. Yeah, your biggest chance is trying to get him in foul trouble, and he really doesn't foul. He'd rather give up the points than foul. Exactly, because <laughs> <laughs> he know he can go get it on the other end. Yeah. Um, so. so, yeah, I think that they could definitely um, end up in the finals, and I would like to see that. They, they're they exciting team. Jamal Murray's playing well. They got uh, Michael Porter Jr. back. Aaron, Aaron Gordon having has one, been, his best season ever. Yes. Um, everything is just kind of like going right for them. So yeah, like he, he finally, and this is how small market teams should build their team. You know what I'm saying? Like I love what they're doing. It's crazy. Last year they only went. I mean, they got gentlemen swept last year, but if you look at playoffs against the Warriors, I mean, every game was decided by a few possessions. So now that you have MPJ back, now that you have your number two option, Murray, and then you came to get KCP. Aaron Gordon's playing better. Um, even Bruce Brown, like they're yeah. gonna be dangerous. I think so, they're proven that that all those those not all those but those two MVPs right by Jokic mm-hmm. by like yeah I was playing that amazing and I had no help mm-hmm. and now I finally do have help and we're a really good team like yeah. we were only that bad because there was no one else around me. Mm-hmm. That's but. crazy. What do you think? <clears throat> I'm I'm gonna have the unpopular opinion. At I the know. Table. <laughs> 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 he heard all that. He was like, all right. So <laughs> I know I know he got help. Terrence Bayless. I know I know he got help and that's that's great. I just I I don't know, man. It I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I, I look at Denver, and it's always, like, this this one thing that I just – it's like you look at a great, great team and you just don't take them seriously. I don't know why. Like, I don't know why I feel that way. I guess it's just the years and years of watching, like or I guess the last – really the four years since they've been really competitive, mm-hmm. just watching them come up short. And it's just like I got to see it. I got to see y'all break through the glass window. Mm-hmm. That's it, honestly, for me. And I think – I think it's like when you watch like a team parallel like Utah. Like you watch Utah and Donovan Mitchell. That's okay, so look. different though. Okay. They only had one option scoring for real for real. And, right. and at the end of the day trash. And at the end of the day, <laughs> bro. And at the end of the day, look, if Jamal Murray turned into Bubble Murray, then cool. Then and they go and they and they win and they go to the finals, then I'll be proven wrong. But I don't care how many games they win. I don't. I don't think that they're gonna. I like. I almost rather pick the Pelicans, honestly, because like Pelicans I rather watch. Be a crazy. I rather. I rather watch a team that I ain't seen do it go through it and see what they got. Like even with Memphis too. Like I mean, I forgot about both those teams. That's why I like, West is so deep. Yeah, I like both of I them. Mean, technically, Denver never did it. I mean, they got to the conference finals in a bubble, but like, what do you mean by do it? Like, get to the get over that. Just get to the finals. You okay. got you got the finals, or you got the back to back MVP. You got goddamn Jamal Murray. He nice or whatever. <laughs> like, you got a squad. Like, okay, this the year. Uh, there ain't no more excuses. This the year, and that's it. And if they don't do it, they gonna be right back in this seat talking about. Look, man, they are a good team. They look great. They're a regular season team, but. They might as well be the goddamn Atlanta Hawks. They won sixty you know what's games. Crazy. I hope you. I was hoping you weren't gonna say that because at least they're they're way more. I can at so least high on I can at least feel you on like the <laughs> overall. But the Hawks were the definition. They had no one who was right, and they don't have a superstar. They don't. Yeah. They don't. <laughs> Completely understood. Oh, wait, right All now I'm saying don't? is, no, I'm talking about the Atlanta Hawks. Oh, back the sixteen in the win 16. game. Oh, yeah. 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 
I know. I, I'm, not, I'm I'm more so making that analogy of the the way they play as a team. Even though they they didn't have a superstar, like they played well because that the pieces and stuff fit, and they just like they they just play well off chemistry, and I like that. But I, I again like I gotta see it like like come through on seven game series, bro. Only thing I'm worried I about see that. is them defensively. But I've been watching a lot of games this year. I think they're winning by like an average of like two three points. So they're making timely stops when they need to, and like and like Carl said, they're so efficient offensively, like they can get a good look every single time. But if they do get to the finals, this will be the first time where there's not a top five, top ten team defensively getting there as well too. But if it's a team to do it, I, I got my money on them. Okay, but it's gonna be tough. They really they gonna have to get the number one seed and and, and avoid the two and three battling each other out in the second round. So, but who's they can even get gonna like? I, now that you're, because I forgot about those other teams like Memphis, the Pelicans. Like, I feel like any of these matchups could be dangerous. Yeah, I'm not even gonna hold. Yeah, them. I'd pick Memphis to beat them. I pick Denver to beat Memphis. I just, I still think they just play up and down, but they're they're a great team as well too. I don't know, but I mean, like you said, you got you got Dallas. Luca's a only the only team that's really been knocking on Luca's door. I mean, obviously the Clippers when they're fully healthy and then the Warriors, but I feel like you can put Luka against any other team and he's good enough to at least go seven games with him as well too. But if, if Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, no, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say if the Lakers play him, I'd pick, pick the Lakers. Against the Nuggets? Yep. I mean, they proven they can beat him in the bubble as well too. Um, but, yeah, I guess we're going to see. Like, this is really going to be a dog fight in the West. Like, the West has always been kind of up and down with, you know, team's path to the finals easy especially phoenix the year before and the warriors this year um i mean this the past year so we're gonna see was that an easy path for them this this past year i mean luke, luke was the only option in the conference finals i didn't expect them to go anywhere jamal murray and michael porter jr were out they revamped their team so it was joker being a one-man punch they played the grizzlies didn't they grizzlies job played two games uh, I forgot he got is this his anti Steph agenda? What are you talking about? What are we talking about? The no, Warriors? I'm saying they 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 had an easy path to the finals. The Warriors, the Warriors did. Yeah, I think. And then, Luka, Phoenix, and then, I, Phoenix, and then the year I before, think Phoenix would have beat a lot of other teams and made it to the finals. I don't think that was easy. I'm just saying the team that's <clears> the last man standing. I think they just had a tougher path to get there. I mean, an easy path to get there, and then Phoenix did as well too with injuries the year before. I guess that's the only one. I I just I think that Phoenix for sure. I just don't think they're as comparable. I think Phoenix. Literally just got there. Yeah. Um. I think the Warriors actually because they had some close. They had a close. Some close series. You know. Yeah. I, guess so. I just. I. You know. I just. I was watching it. I didn't feel. I didn't feel the same way I felt about like the Suns. I was like, "What are y'all doing here, bro? How did y'all even get here? What's What's happening?" <laughs> and then got destroyed. If by they didn't Giannis. get hurt, they would have lost in the first round. But yeah, the Suns shit was that shit was nasty. Watching that shit on TV, bro. Nasty. Um, almost done here. Probably done in like a minute or so. So, uh, just revisiting D. Mitch's seventy-one points. Who do you think is more likely to surpass him? That's currently in the NBA and score at least seventy-two. If you had to pick one person, hmm, mm, that's a tough one. <laughs> uh, hmm. I mean, if we being honest, oh, Jesus. I mean, if Giannis really wanted to do it, he could do it. 
like yeah, I, I think stupid about stupid from Tracy. I think if I'm like just thinking about like if he just like was just seeing red and just wasn't passing and shit. Like Giannis physically, I think could do it. Um, and shit, I got Joel Embiid. He could do it if if what what's his name? Okay, yeah, Joe too. If if fucking Wilt Chamberlain really scored hundred points, why he can't do it Who? without without three pointers? Oh, you talking Giannis? Yeah. I mean, the there's more possessions, crazy. but there's more possessions though. Yeah, <clears throat> why he can't do it? I just feel like the talent pool was. Well, was playing and like twenty free throws. Smaller people. That's really the biggest thing is the size. But who who's guarding Giannis? When he be scoring, he be scoring. That's true. So you got Giannis. Yeah, I got to be who you got. I don't know, bro. Seventy one is a lot, and I know it's like this season. It's not really a lot, but it's a lot. <laughs> I'm not saying doing this season. Like, in the, who's currently in the NBA? Who do you think if you had to bet your money on it? Who who you think could be that person? Honestly, I'm trying to think. Like, who's? I could see Luca doing it. Ooh, I don't know why I didn't even think about it. He just dropped sixty the other yeah, day. Sixty, twenty, and ten, which is yeah. nice. Yeah, um, he so could do it. So I, Luka. Yeah, I could I could see Luca doing it for sure. Yeah. All right, that's tough. So, last topic. So, basically, it's kind of like a hot seat question. It's called Real Rapper Cap. Something new I just thought about as well, too. So, basically, I ask a question and let me know if it's Real Rapper Cap and then why within, like, 10 seconds. So, first question. Real Rapper Cap. Ben Simmons will make a three-pointer this year. Cap. Why? Because, <laughs> bro, he's scared to shoot. I think we talked about earlier, like, he's, he's a star in his role now. He's playing very well in his role. Mm-hmm. But, like, that role has not forced him to try and score the ball. Mm. Um, and I think that everything that plagued him in Philly is still there. He's just scared. Mm. Cap, he don't look at the rim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to say Cap as well, too. I still think when he plays, you can, you can tell he's still a little bit timid as well, too. Um, and the fact that you have Katie and Kyrie there and other shooters, you're not required to do it. So I'm going to go with Cap as well. Real rapper Cap, 80 will play 60 games. Go. Cap, I think you're already about to be <laughs> under that. Like, bro, he injured his – I saw this injury, and I was oh, like, this is God. this is something that would only happen to you. Mid-air, <laughs> his foot just kind of touched somebody, and he's out a month, two months. That's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, man, I'm gonna take Cap too. He he just he just continues playing low tops, and I don't think he <laughs> takes his life seriously. <laughs> for real, for real. I hate to say that too, but you gotta cut that out. You're a grown man. <laughs> I'm gonna say real rap with the most to. convincing face because we have that bet. So our you bet to. to let you know about the bet. If AD plays a minimum of sixty games, he has to buy me retail price sneakers, mm. vice versa. So right now he can only miss nine more games. <laughs> so hopefully he come back, please, because I ain't trying to buy this motherfucker's shoes. <laughs> so we gonna see what's good with that. Yeah, man. Going on to the next one, real rapper Cap. Russell Westbrook will get traded by deadline to make LeBron happy. Cap, I think he gonna win six man in a year. Oof. Yeah, I think that's Cap too. I think that uh, he probably gonna. I think he's really gunning for that too. Um, and I also to make LeBron happy, I think. LeBron is is honestly uh, at least that part of the team I don't think is what's really causing him to be as mad anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like I said, with the West wide open, and they're only a couple games out of out of you know first place and just even in the top six. Yeah, I don't. 
I don't see them trading Westbrook anymore. If you asked me a couple of days ago, I'd have probably said real rap, but I'm gonna have to go with Cap as well. And I think what would really make LeBron happy is being proven right. Like, hey, we're winning with Westbrook when all y'all said we couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. And then last question: Real rapper Cap, Jason Tatum finally gets his first All Star start. Uh. <laughs> I guess real rap. I mean, the media loves him, so I don't see why not. Mm. You? I'm going to go Cap just Ooh. because, um, look, honestly, it's just really looking at, like, it's just deep. It's really tough. And looking at, like, the all-star starters thing, like, I don't, I can, like, the media loves him, but also they love Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. And they, lo- I mean, Giannis and KD are not, he's not moving past them, so it's really him and Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think the fact that, like, even though Embiid has a co-star in Harden, it's not the same as, like, Brown and Tatum. Mm-hmm. And I think just that Embiid doing more of it by himself kind of puts him a little bit more, at least in this all-star voting stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Real Rap just because with Katie's MCL sprint, I think the Nets are going to be overly cautious. So I think he's going to miss But that's not again. fair because that's going to be him replacing him as a starter. Because KD's still going to be a starter even if he's injured. Yeah. That's going to be a replacement starter. Okay, well, if you're going to say that <laughs> – um, the players and the media votes are weighted more the next time around. Um, so with them kind of really pushing for Jason Tatum, I think he's going to get it off of that. And Joel Embiid's actually going to come off the bench. Bro. So that was episode 124 to see the show. Any closing remarks, guys? Thanks for having me. This is dope. This is fun. <laughs> what about you? Um, you always have these wise words. Nah, you know, waiting. Crazy. <laughs> nothing crazy. I just want to shout out Peyton. You know, what I'm saying always. You know, coming through with the behind the scenes. You know, shout out executive producer. Um, yeah, shout out my mom. You know, what I mean, she called me today. <laughs> it was good to you know hear from you, mom. Uh, thank you. And then you know, shout out my friends, C's. You know, um, and Carl for coming through tonight. You know, it's always good, you know, to talk about sports with the homies. And, you know, hey, shout out Brittany Griner being home free. You know what I'm saying? That's always a good look, too. Yeah. No, I have to agree. Shout out to Payton. Appreciate you coming here, making this insane day go right as far as logistics go with the setup and whatnot as well, too. Truly a blessing as well, too. And, uh, yeah, I, I hope you guys had a good time on the show. Everybody continue to express gratitude and just go out, go out and go get it. You know what I'm saying? Take no days off. So, ladies and gentlemen, that was episode 124 of the Caesar Show. Make to make sure to subscribe on all forms of social media at the Caesar Show, at Sir Caesars, at Carl Conyers, and at Terrence Whaley underscore. Yeah, we out.